You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a space dedicated to inspire, teach, and heal through the power of story, resilience, and vulnerability. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, producer, brand story strategist, and the founder of Untamed Productions. Each week, I'll be bringing to you guest entrepreneurs, artists, authors, speakers, and influencers in a series of real, raw, and unfiltered conversations around the art and business of being yourself, the bravery to share your message, and the audacity to go after what you want in life. Hey everyone, back, welcome back to the Brand Interrupted show. I am, I always say this, but I'm like really particularly excited about having you <laughs> here, Olivia, I know, um, because we've known each other for just over a year and yeah. oh my gosh, just kind of watching you unfold and how your brand has evolved. Um, Obviously, you know, I work with helping people with their brand story and a lot of my people get tripped up over like, what's my story and how do I show up? Yeah. And I think we just need to simplify it. So first of all, I just want to say welcome. (gasps) Thanks for having me. Yay, I'm so happy. This will be so fun. Thank you for being here. Mm, Thanks for having me. Here's the million dollar, here's the one question that I do ask. Okay. Okay. I'm nervous. Yes. Okay. Okay. Olivia. What is your story? Oh, Jesus. Do you want to keep this to 30 minutes? (laughs) So what pieces, like, do you want me to talk about specifically, like, how I got to the brand I'm in now, or where do you want me to go? Because I could talk for a whole 30 plus minutes just on my story. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like, what, you know, what's your, what is your story? How do you, like, what's your identity? How do you... Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> hi guys. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Olivia Celine. I am 27 years old and I'm a projector. I'm a cancer sun, Taurus moon, Virgo rising. Hi. We were just talking about this before the episode. <laughs> I do not let those box me in. Um, I am my own person. However, I do love playing around with astrology and personality tests and all the fun things. So super fun. Um, I am married to my high school sweetheart, Joe. We've been together for 11 years, which is just absolutely insane. He is um, military. So we move every two years. We don't really have like a home. We don't have like a home base. We kind of create the home everywhere we go every two years. Um, three fur babies. I, at this point in my life, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really have the desire to have human children. Great if you do, cheering you on, like love your kids, but just don't. I really like my freedom. So we at this point just have three fur babies, two cats and a dog, my little baby Yorkie, who's just like my whole life. I am obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. I am a sex and success coach for my profession. So I work with women in sex and sexuality and relationships and how that ripple effects into creating success in every area of their life. And it wasn't always that way for me. I am a pastor's kid. Um, So I have this very like innocent, sheltered side of me that has been kind of shaken to its core over the last, I'd say since probably my super, super early 20s, probably the last seven years or so, I've been going through my own kind of faith and spirituality reconstruction. What is my truth? Who am I? What is it that my purpose is? Getting in touch with that. um, And then also awakening my sexuality and spicing things up in my marriage and my relationship by doing a lot of personal work within myself, um, which has brought our sex life to a next level, our marriage to a next level, and has ripple affected into creating success then online and in business. So that's kind of what brought me into this niche brand that I am in now. 
I love it. So rewinding just a little bit, how did yeah. you, just because I've seen, I, and I've heard you talk about yeah. this in your journey before, mm-hmm. um, how did you, how did you find yourself in that niche, which I'm sure probably is related to your own experience of like embodying into yeah. your like How did you step into that? Totally. So for me, um, I have been building businesses online for almost five years. It'll be five years in August. We're recording this in April and it's just been a natural progression. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur in all honesty. Um, I'm not the kid that was selling lemonade at a lemonade stand. Um, I was a hairstylist. I, I was an underpaid therapist, but I loved what I did. I loved doing hair. And, um, but moving all the time, I had to find something that I could take with me and it all worked out in like divine perfectly planned timing of like, I was meant to be a coach, but it came later in life. I wasn't the kid that like knew it from day one. So I think that's a big piece is listen to your soul, let it guide you into what you're meant to be doing. But for me, um, you know, I started as a health coach because I wanted to get healthy and from there transitioned into life coaching because I wanted it to be more than fitness. Then from there it went into business coaching because everyone was asking me, you know, how do I start a business? How do I make money? How did you get to five figures? Help me, help me. So it naturally progressed into that. But from there I saw the missing link in the industry, right? And if you see a need in the market, a lot of times, and if your heart is like yearning for it and you have the answer, your job is to go out there and share it and show other people the way, show other people what's possible for them. So for me, um, I built businesses in the masculine model for years of like hustle, 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 grit, 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 grind, grind, grind. You'll sleep when you're dead, you know, sacrifice, sacrifice. And I was burnt out. I was exhausted, even though I loved what I did. And I loved the people I got to work with. I was like, pooped by the end of the day, my marriage was rough, you know, and on the rocks because like, I never saw my husband. I was constantly glued to my phone. I did not have sex. I hated my body. I was not taking care of myself. Like it was just a whole shit show behind the scenes. And so for me, um, I started realizing, okay, I'm craving this. There has to be another way. Like it can't just be get up, grind, go to bed, get up, grind, go to bed, you know, whatever. I was like, there has to be a way to have both the business and the relationship and the body and the health, like, and the happiness, like what the hell is the point if I'm successful, but I'm not happy. And so I saw a girl online doing it. Her name is Aislinn Walton. And, um, I had her, I love her. I know you've worked with her. Um, so I had her in like a summit that I was hosting and I was like, reached out to her and I'm like, listen, would you be in the summit? She's like, Oh my God, of course. So she was in the summit and I was like enamored by her energy and just obsessed. And I stalked her forever. And then finally, one day I booked a call with her and I did the call and I was like, okay, I will give my left tit to work with you. Like I was just like, put it on a credit card. I was not making money at the time. Cause I had just like burned everything to the ground basically. And I hired her and she taught me how to run my business from a very feminine model while not having to destroy and release my masculine. My masculine is a part of me, the hustle. I can outwork anyone. Like I love to work, but I needed the feminine balance to come into play in order to, you know, rebuild my relationship and have the sex I wanted to have and and be able to make time for myself, I had to find that happy medium. And she helped me do just that. And I was like, I have to start teaching people more about this. And it just naturally kind of unfolded through my coaching journey, being coached myself and then realizing, oh my gosh, like this has changed my life. More people need this. I need to go out there. It's my responsibility to share it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things I want to highlight on this, but I'm curious to kind of bring this up because I've noticed this through people 
um, even like guests who have come on the podcast is we kind of start out, we have this like one passion area and then we build a business and then people come to us cause they want business advice. And so we start doing business coaching and it's like, and I, I'm totally guilty of this. Well, I mean, my work is kind of in marketing, so. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I find that like people kind of get to this point where they're just, they don't really want to help people build the business. This is, they want to get to something deeper than that. Mm. Um, I had a guest on my podcast in the fall who like same thing. She was like, I went into business and branding because people loved my, they wanted to build a business like me. Right. Um, and yeah, I think like there's just, it's really like tapping into, you know, what is like, what's the magic that you actually want to bring to the world. And I don't know if you've noticed this too. Um, oh, totally. But I, cause I think it too is like, we almost get this misconception that, business coaching is the only way to make money, right? Because it's the only technically like the most, it's either people want money or they want the body, right? It's like the two things that are very tangible. We're like, I can help you lose five pounds or I can help you with this, or, you know, I can help heal emotional eating or, you know, I'll help you make five figures. There was like, it's almost like we feel in the life mindset, um, sex relationship side. It's like, we're missing that part, it, it can make money. You just have to believe that it can and realize that actually when people work on those things, that's what's underneath all of it. Even as a business coach, the mindset side is what's underneath all of it. So really any coaching industry can make money. You just need to show up. You need to believe in it. You need to speak to your ideal client and you need to give them these missing links and help them discover what's holding them back, you know? I literally just was out for lunch um, with a girlfriend who I met online and then became real friends. Love that. Is she the one that you met in Aislinn's program? Or was that someone else? No, not her, but I love her. We still, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's so funny because on the topic of projectors, we won't go too much into what is human design, but we'll check it out. Um, And she's also a projector and she works in helping people with emotional eating. And she literally said Mm -hmm. to me over lunch today, like who's going to pay for this? Everyone just wants like business building. And I was like, and this is just between friends. Like this is, this is not a coaching relationship. Right. Um, and I was just saying to her like, Oh my gosh, but this is actually what people want. <laughs> like people. A hundred percent. A hundred. Well, cause it's how we show up in one area is how we show up in most areas. So if there's an emotional eating energy leak, then that's affecting everything else. And I believe the same thing. Like when my relationship was rocky or when we were disconnected or we weren't having this like deeper relationship and this deeper intimacy that was affecting directly how I was showing up in my business and how I was calling in money. Like it's all correlated. So I do think that there's a misconception where, yeah, like if I don't say I'm going to help you make five figures, like, and give you all the, you know, X, Y, Z step-by-step process that you can't be successful, but you can, it's just speaking to that person in a way that like reaches them in their heart. Because when I help women reawaken their sexuality, they make more money. It's one of the or they can, if that's their goal, right? It's like one of the byproducts because they're opening themselves up and they're able to show up fuller and more potent and more powerful and more creative in their business. So they're able to call in and magnetize more. So yeah, it's all related. We just get wonky in the fact of like, oh, if someone wants this, I have to do this or, oh, this is shiny and cool over here and everyone's doing it. Maybe I should do it. And we almost like put our eyes on other people's papers versus having them on our own, which I'm totally guilty of. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I so relate because I feel like I'm more about the impact. And I know some of these words are going to sound like buzzwords, but I've always been like, especially in film and theater, it's like you're creating a movement behind a message. Like, mm. I don't particularly, it's not that I don't care to help make people money, but I don't want to make that promise to someone because I don't think I can make that promise because it's going to be up to them to do totally. The like, yeah. I just want to help them like with that inner work. So I also mm -hmm. fell into that thing of like, oh, well, like, let me help you make more money in your business with your messaging. And I was like, no, but I see like, even in terms of like so many women come to me and they're like, oh, I don't know what my story is. So I can't put myself out there. And right. Like, so I think that's, what's so beautiful. And I'm so like happy and honored for you to be here today just to talk about that because kind of moving into this transition maybe like this has been like five-ish months now I think that I've seen you like really transitioning and um uh, oh it's been a, it's been a process it's been a little bit, little bit of a, a mind fuck over here the last like yeah because October was when October is when I hit my like twenty thousand dollar month yeah. Um, damn near $20,000. And then it was like, all of a sudden I, cause it, you get to this space, like exactly what you're saying, Brittany, it's this space of like, well, once I make the money, then it's all coasting from there. Cool. Then I'll work on my relationship. Then I'll have better sex. Then I'll figure out my story. Then I'll slow down like whatever. And that's not the case. You make all the money. Then all of a sudden you're like, Oh fuck. Like, okay, well now I have to make more money. And like, okay, now there's more risk and now there's more to be responsible for. Now there's more X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah. if you build it on shaky ground, it will crumble. But if you build it on a solid foundation, that's when people go from like 20 to 30 to 40 to hundred thousand to million dollar months. Like it has to have this process and this flow and this sustainability and this solid foundation which comes from the mindset and the story and the energy and the sexual and all of these pieces. And I think that a lot of people forget that. So yeah. the money, the, if you're making a fuck ton of money, but you're miserable, what's the point, you know? And yeah. I even got to that point of like, I'm making all the money. This is all I ever wanted and more, you know, I thought once I hit $10,000 months, I was like, this is it. I'll be happy. And I'm set. And then I got there and I was like, wait a second something doesn't feel right. Something feels off. And if you're not happy and if you don't have someone to share it with, not that you have to be in a relationship, but even like friends and family, we sacrifice all of these people that are close to us. What the hell is the point of having all this money anyway? Yeah. So that's kind of like the limiting beliefs I had because every time I made money, I was empty and miserable. So then I stopped like, like I just kind of stayed like mediocre. Totally. Yeah. And, um, I know there was some, I don't know where I heard you talking about this. It could have been your podcast. It could have been a live stream. There, um, I'm everywhere. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I remember hearing you talk about how like in the first X years of your business, like you didn't hit those, those milestones. And I was listening to a replay of a mastermind I was in last year. I think we hit our first five figure month, like the same month. I think so too. Yeah. And um, I was listening to this call. So it was last March. And I was saying to my mentor, I was like, I don't know how to embody like earning $10,000 a month. Like that's just impossible. Mm. Um, and then I ended up hitting my first five figure month in June. Yeah. And, and then you kind of like, and then I crashed and burned, but that was a whole other story. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I feel like, okay. <laughs> but it's like, then you kind of have to uphold yourself to that standard because, but it is, it is this whole energetic process. And when I did Aislinn's, um, orgasmic, I was going to say organic, orgasmic <laughs> manifesting. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't gone public with this, but I, whatever, I'm just gonna. Ooh, here we go. Okay. Bring it on. Like, so I, I don't have the Yoni egg, but I was doing the things and I was picturing the 10,000 and it happened like literally within, well, I guess it was last spring. So it was like right within that time frame, yeah. And it, it was about receiving because I didn't have mm-hmm. like trouble earning money. I had trouble like receiving Mm-hmm. And it does apply to sex because there's sometimes oh. even like, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but whatever. Like even in the past month, I was like, oh, like I just, I'm just going to have sex with my partner. Like I don't care about coming mm-hmm. because it's just too much work. Right. And I, I felt that in my business. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it's so correlated though. And that's the exact thing is like so many of us, we, and I, told myself for years, like, oh, I don't need sex. Like, I don't want it. I'm fine. I'm okay. It's just for him, whatever. Yeah. But that's bullshit. I call so much bullshit on people that say that because we were designed and created to have that intimate connection with someone. We have, our bodies are literally designed to receive pleasure in that way, to create in that way. Like, it's just such a potent, powerful necessary part of us and we ignore it and we trick ourselves saying we don't need it. La 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 la. But then when you open yourself up in that area, like you did, Brittany, this is so cool. You saw it directly correlate and ripple into how you received in business. Ding, ding, ding. This is it. (laughs) This is the missing motherfucking link. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I would get like, and it sounds really weird to say this as a business owner, but I would get like anxiety when I would get PayPal payments. Right. Like my like, first instinct was like, they, they made a mistake or someone accidentally <laughs> sent me money. Or like, or you go like, oh my God, what is this going to require of me? Or, oh my God, what if they ask for a refund? Or, oh my God, what if I can't deliver? Yeah. Yeah. And especially like before when I was offering more like lower price things where I didn't necessarily have to have a conversation with someone. And then that would like, cause I'm like, oh God, now they're going to figure me out. Yep. Now they're going to know I suck. <laughs> right. Or it's like you get the PayPal and you're like, well, fuck, like this is just going to go to a bill or like, oh, it, it was almost this. And I'm just having this like oh, brain baby right now, like Shannon always says, where that makes so much sense. Cause even in sex, we have an expectation in our brain of like, well, if I receive and I don't come, then I failed or I didn't perform at which they wanted me to. They're going to be upset and it's going to be this whole thing. So I'll just avoid it altogether. Same thing with receiving money. Well, if I receive this PayPal payment or I get paid for this service, but I'm not able to deliver, then they're going to write a bad review or they're going to tell their friends and then I'm going to fail. And then I'm just going to like, no one's going to want to work with me. And it's like, we go down this whole spiral of what if something bad happens versus letting go of the expectation and anchoring into the knowing that there is no expectation, that the fact that you could show up on a client call saying nothing and trusting and knowing that they're going to get exactly what they need because your souls came together and you have what they're looking for just simply by holding space. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in sex. Like you take the expectation, take the goal out of it, go be intimate with yourself or with your partner and do it in a way of like, I don't care what happens. I just want to be close to you. I know that we're both going to get exactly what they need, that this is an energetic exchange and anchor into that and just see what pleasure is available there and explore and have fun and be curious and know and be confident in it versus like, I have to, it has to be this X result or I failed. And then you go into a whole shame spiral, which is like a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the, at least for me, the funny thing is I've never really had a bad client experience. Right. It's always yeah. been in my head of like, again, the expectations, like I just 
link those two together as we're talking. Yeah. Like, and, and, oh my God, I just had another insight. It's like, I would be yes. to give more than like, I don't mm. care about receiving. And mm. so I can see how that would fit into sex life as well. Well, so. and then you overgive. So then I overgive yeah. in sex and then I'm disappointed at the end because I'm like, well, I didn't get anything out of that. I hope he had fun. Or I overgive in a client experience to try to prove ourselves yeah. or, and then they're overwhelmed or then they're like, okay, ah, or, or they're expecting, expecting, expecting all of the things, but you're getting underpaid then because yeah. you're over delivering all of the time, which I think it's fine to over deliver and give in certain areas more than they were expecting. But when it becomes a pattern, then you're underpaid. Then all of a sudden there's this resentment underneath that grows like, oh my motherfucking, oh, they're all correlated. <laughs> so many brain babies, Brittany, that I've never had until just now. You pulled these out of me. You're magic. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. What were you going to ask? <laughs> oh, I just actually just had a really good follow-up question, but now I'm like, I've spaced. Oh I'm, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know. I, like it's good. Cause I'm just having like all of these realizations, but Okay. I got to ask, like, so how did you, what kind of fears did you have to get over to speak publicly about this? Cause I, I feel like that's gotta be huge. I could be yeah. wrong, but <laughs> no, it was definitely huge. Um, yeah. People ask me this all the time. Cause me and my husband will go live and we're like talking about oral sex and all this and, and like certain things he With does. Demonstrations. To right. <laughs> well, eventually maybe, I mean, my sex, so I'm in a sex coaching certification. I'm like three weeks left of it. Oh, and, so cool. <laughs> and she, her and her partner do like live events and they do like videos of actual demonstration. Like it's really interesting. Like um, in Sex someone, in the City? Kind of. Yeah. Like sex in the City, that episode, oh, like when they're. Yes. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. I love it. There's so many courses out there like that. If people want demonstrations, they're out there. Um, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a cross between like porn and education. Like you're being taught and you're like, like there's this Kenneth play and he has this program and people rave about it. I have friends that have taken, it. I haven't taken it yet, but he's like eating this girl out and it's just like on a video and he's like teaching you. Wow. And so it's like, you're turned on by like the porn side of it, of like seeing it for some people, if that's like your blueprint, but then there's also the side of it where it's like, you're learning. So you're like also turned on and like plugged in that way. It's really fascinating. Um, highly recommend for those who are craving that. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So people ask me this all the time. Like, how do you talk about it? And especially being a pastor's kid, I mean, <laughs> it was interesting. Like I had to unfriend my grandma cause she kept like, she had comments about spirituality and the things I was saying and sexuality. And I think spirituality and sexuality both taboos, both kind of go hand in hand as well, have a lot of correlations and connections. But I had to get over what people were going to think and what people were going to say and, you know, pissing my parents off or pissing my family off or even like my, I had a cousin that reached out and she was like, listen, like I not going to lie. It's weird to think you're having sex with my cousin. She's actually Joe's cousin and it's weird. Mm -hmm. She's like, but at the same time, like I'm so inspired by you. Like, this is so good. Thank you for sharing this. And um, I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for being uncomfortable for people because I don't think that sex should be a taboo. So I had to realize we're all having it, you know, or we want to be having it. So we have to, like, I wanted to break the stigma and break the, and normalize it. The fact that it's okay to talk about, and there's no shame around it. So, you know, the judgment and the fear of rejection, the fear of people battling me, um, I'm about to start getting even more polarizing with my beliefs in sex and sexuality that are not the norm for those that teach sexuality. So that should be interesting. And that's a whole nother fear I've had to overcome. But it really, I guess, has been 
taking up space and owning what I believe and not being freaked out if someone unfriends me or unfollows me or says it's too much or people being grossed out or whatever. It's just like, fine, like that's your problem and you can unfollow me because for every negative feedback that I've gotten, which has been very, very, very minimal, which I was surprised by. Um, but there's a million and one like positive people who are like, Oh my God, because you shared this, I'm having, you know, the best sex of my life. Like that matters. So yeah, it's a lot of fears, but it's been so worth it in every way. And if there wasn't fear, it wouldn't be what I'm meant to be doing. Like that's part of the growth. Yeah. So on that topic, I have a little side tangent because, um, So I have been exploring like different parts of myself as an artist and you might've seen this a bit on social media. I've been talking about this rap song. Yes. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I love it. Okay. (laughs) And the nature of the song, I won't go into a huge story about it, but because you said cousin. So I had this experience with my cousin. Oh my gosh. I hope my family doesn't listen to this. (laughs) I had this experience with my cousin when I was a kid, which I didn't actually remember. It was like a repressed memory. Mm. And um, recently in June, same thing. This is the, June was like this month of like all these truth bombs came out. And right. in, long story short, I learned about this sexual experience um, that mm. we had. It was what also was another big part of my healing in Aislinn's program. Beautiful, yeah. And I ended up writing this rap song. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. So you can kind of mm. like see where it's going but um it's huge and it's very taboo to like I'm not publicly declaring that I'm in love with my cousin but there may be some like like lingering whatever Stockholm syndrome whatever that's what it is so right right (laughs) um but I originally wrote a poem and it was published in a magazine Mm -hmm. and then as I was saying it out loud, I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like a rap song. And my cousin who haps, happens to be like in a San Francisco gang. So all these things just kind of started coming together. And so many people have reached out to me and been like, oh, I had an experience with my cousin too. Mm. It's, it's because it is a tap. It's like, it's, I don't actually think it's that weird, but I know other people think it's weird because right. hello, it's kind of like my cousin. Um, right. And someone had said to me like, are you really going to release this song? Like, this is a really shady subject. And I'm like, yeah, like this is my story. And if Mm -hmm. this can help someone else who's these like conflicting sexual feelings of like pleasure and pain, Mm -hmm. that was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course I'm going to share it. Cause I think Mm -hmm. that that, I mean, you know, a little bit about my work of the power of storytelling is like shining the light, you know, being the lighthouse. (laughs) the projector so right well and if you're (laughs) passionate and you're feeling called to share something like there's obviously a reason for it and yeah there's going to be people that don't agree with it but it's also like your story and I mean that's the thing too with sexuality coaching like the stuff that I've heard that old me would have been like oh my god like I hear things with zero judgment now of just like so much openness and love of like if that's your jam or if like that's what your desire is or if you know, that's, you know, where your heart is and, and all of this. And if that's the fluidity to it, like own it. I mean, and I hold a safe space for people in that to like actually say the things that they've, they're like, Oh my God, I've never said this out loud before. It's crazy that the things that people, 
even just message me that I don't even work with. They just like, well, tell me their whole life story. And I'm like, oh my God, like, thank you for feeling safe enough to share that here. But I think that it's opening up doors for people to share things, right? Like your rap of this is my story. This is my, this is part of my soul. And it's giving, when we share, we give other people permission to do the same thing. And when we take things out of the dark and we, we release the shame and we bring it to the light and we illuminate it, it starts to dissipate and we find freedom and secrets are heavy. Secrets are so fucking heavy and they're holding us back in so many areas of our lives. And when we release them, even just to one person, you know, not saying everyone has to share everything on social media, but sharing it with one person, a coach or a friend or someone random, I don't know, whoever you can do that. Maybe it's like you're drunk in a bar and you finally share it with someone. You start to release that pressure that's on your heart and you're able to tap more deeply into who you really are. I think it's so like, this feels like it's coming full circle because if I look back now, like just based on everything we've talked about today, like the pain and the pleasure, the sex, the business, the money, like it really, it all is related because I could never feel good. I could never feel pain without pleasure or the other way around. Like there was, and that goes back to my childhood and not putting blame on my cousin or, you know, whatever, but (laughs) the feelings of guilt and shame and naughtiness and like secrecy, like absolutely shows up in the areas of my life. And I, I didn't put that together until like, I'm 29 now. Yeah. Um, I've been carrying this like subconsciously my whole life. Mm. Crazy. And I wow. even, um, I had like huge infidelity issues when I was, I'm in my twenties, but I could never like stay faithful. And it was that same thing. It's like, you know, I had to like sneak off and like get right. that pleasure and, but then feel the pain and the guilt and like, yeah, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> there was the, yeah, there was like the emotional payoff for it. And it's so true. It's all correlated. And I think that that's the other misconception in sex coaching is everyone's like, well, how do I have an orgasm? I want to have this, you know, I want to have a cervical orgasm. Teach me. And I'm like, listen, yes, just Googling that. <laughs> Well, I'm like, yes, there's like some, like, and my friend Bianca teaches much more like on like a whole nother level, the like strategy to it. Like she's the one who's like ready to do demonstrations. Like, oh, she literally gets on video with you and she's like showing you certain things and like walking you through it, which, oh yeah, she's amazing. Like the the, the, like elusive G spot, like, right. Yeah. So she was like, she teaches women how to squirt is like one of her things. So she, and I, my friend Shannon, like took a screenshot when she was on video. Cause it's not like her showing you in her vagina. She's showing you the hand motions, but she posted on Instagram stories. She's like, if I start doing demonstrations, like, cause I'm ready for that. Are you guys open to it? You know? And she's like gauging her audience and, um, I'll get there one day, but that's not necessarily my brilliance in the matter. Like, yes, I can teach you that stuff. But the, the thing that I think is missing is people come to me for that, but there's years and years and years and years of shame and judgment. And if you don't feel safe to surrender, you can't orgasm. So I can teach you, yeah, do this movement, but if you don't feel safe enough to fully let go, you're not going to be able to, to experience it. And then you go into a whole nother shame spiral. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends about of like, well, I fucked up. We followed the diagram. We follow the things like he was doing it right. And he's all pissed off because I'm not getting there and I'm not getting there. And so I'm pissed off. And there's just a lot of tension versus surrender. 
and your body knows what to do. Every woman can have every type of orgasm. We can all squirt. We could fucking ejaculate across the room. But the problem <laughs> is, is that there's all this deep inner work and all this deep energetic work and shame and wounds and things that have to be healed and things we have to release in order to surrender, in order to be able to even know and get back to in our body knowing what to do and trusting ourselves in that. So that's where I feel like is kind of the biggest missing link in all of it. Oh my gosh. So I know we're sort of like at the 30-ish, 30-ish oh, are we? right now. 30-minute-ish. <laughs> we're totally good. I, I mean, we can keep going if you want. I just have a client call in um, like 15-ish minutes, but yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll like wrap it up, but I just want to like debunk this myth while we're here because okay. the shame around women who don't know how to mm-hmm. orgasm like vaginally. Cause I actually made this, cause you were talking about this book called slow sex. It oh, might've so been a while bad. ago. I haven't so read it bad. yet, but I made this goal and I was like, I'm going to learn this. So I literally was just mm-hmm. last week Googling. That's amazing. This is so perfectly divinely timed. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't find the response. All I could find was stupid articles. That, like, <laughs> was, like, you so- should talk to Bianca. You could totally book a session and she can teach you. Oh my God. Okay. I will. I don't, I don't know her, but I'll find her. He does. Like my friend, um, I have a friend who booked like just a one session with her just to even learn how to squirt because like she really wanted to. So she, she does like just one, I don't do one off sessions, but she does. And so you can just like get on with her for like 45 minutes and she'll teach you. She'll give you a diagram. That's amazing. I'm like, Bianca, if you want to sponsor me, hi, I'm here. If you want to be an affiliate. But okay, anyway, sorry. (laughs) In the spirit of like, I feel completely, I'm not even wearing a bra right now, but I feel like really naked. (laughs) You do? Well, I'm actually not wearing a bra. My shirt's kind of see-through. I know the listeners can't be able to see us, but I was just like, whatever. I don't see anything, but like, I don't, I honestly don't wear a bra most of the time. Like, (laughs) boobs out everything. Who cares? I'm here for it. Well, I did an story earlier and I was like, oh, fuck, you can see my, I can't, you can see my nipples. I'm like, I can't post this. <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it though. Free the nips. Free the nips. <laughs> Free the nips. But okay. So in the spirit of authenticity, this is kind of one of, and I know when I was on Soul in the Raw, like we did talk about, you asked me like, what does authenticity mean? But I'm, so I'm going to flip the question back to you. Like, how do you stay authentic? in a world that is so, like everything is just so sugar-coated. Like when when the word is so overused that like it's no longer authentic because just because we use this word too much. Right, right. Um, How do I stay authentic? What's coming through for me, (coughs) soul download wise of like, okay, off the cuff. um, Like how do you keep it real and an integrity? That's kind of like... So in integrity is that I'm always doing my work first. I don't teach, like if I just read about something, I don't just go teach it. I like put it into practice. I embody it. I integrate it. I do the work. I find my process. I don't just like copy paste something I read or copy paste something I learned from someone else. I get into it and into my body with it. And then I do it. And then as I'm confident in it, and as I found my own process and my own uncoverings in it, then I will share it if I feel called to. 
um, in integrity. Also, like I will always have a coach. I'm a coach. I don't, I'm not going to ask you to do something I've never done before. That's why, like, for example, I'm not going to claim to be like, Oh, I'm just going to get on a one session with you and teach you how to have a cervical orgasm. Like that's not where I'm at right now. Like that's something I I know someone I can send you to. Does that mean I might lose business? Yeah, but I'm not going to fake it till I make it. I think that's fucking bullshit. I'm going to send you to someone who's the expert in that realm. And I'm going to own my expertise and my brilliance in my realm. Um, and like the authenticity pieces, I share it all. Um, I, I really do. Like I'm on Instagram stories, like all day, every day I share the tears. I share the realness. I share the raw, but I also make time for myself. I think that authenticity can be missed when we're just going, 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 and we're listening, 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 and we're consuming, consuming, consuming. I make sure to turn things off. And every morning I have like two to three hours by myself where I'm just tuning into my own soul and I'm bringing things uploaded through my soul versus just consuming it and downloading it from the external. I bring it up like through my womb, through my creation process, and then I put it out into the world. So it's coming from within versus just like, oh, I saw someone else post this, so I'm going to post it. Or I read this or I heard this podcast, so I'm going to talk about this. It truly is like my experience and my specific information that source gives me through my soul. Yeah. I think we're most passionate too. Like once we've integrated whatever it is like we've learned, like that's when we're most passionate about yeah. like, like literally shouting it from the rooftops. I know like, like you said, it's like one thing to learn something, but it's like talking about those like elusive 10 K months. Like I didn't understand energetically and now I do. And now, and, and then I, even when I explain it to people, like you can kind of, you have to kind of like feel it and embody it to really, yeah, like it's just theory and well, and it's, it's energy doesn't lie. So if you're faking it, people feel it. And that is when business feels hard. And that is when creating content feels hard. And that is when we feel like I'm doing all of the right things, but I'm not getting to where I, people are saying I'm going to go and where I want to go. It's because the being and the embodiment and the integrity has to be first and foremost. It's like, I had someone recently like copy and paste my entire post. And I reached out to her and I was like, dude, integrity is nothing number one. And she was like, well, I was inspired by you. And I was like, and she goes in, it was following some process like that I learned in a copywriting class. And I was like, but those are my motherfucking words. Like that's not, that's not an integrity. That's not authentic. And you're trying to sell a program about authenticity and alignment. Like that doesn't work. You have to tap into your soul and integrity is the sustainability. Like if you're not in integrity, something, I promise you, someone will sniff your bullshit out and you will get brought to your knees and you're the entrepreneur that doesn't make it. And I'd say that with love because we've all been there in certain seasons of like, well, I don't know who I am. Take the motherfucking time to figure it out before you start blasting on social media, hoping to make five figures. Like you have to do the inner work before you show up and do, you know, the sharing of it with the world. Yeah. No, I don't even follow people that talk about brand story, like intentionally, not because I would copy, but because I don't want it to like, like I have my process. Yeah, I don't want to learn someone else's way because I'm yeah. like I'm cool with myself. But I know yeah. in the earlier years, like I would search. I constantly be searching outside of myself, and it's like no, whatever process you're teaching, you gotta you gotta That's know so it true. yourself. 
That's so true. Yeah, I had to do that too. Every time I like have ever switched niches, I have to unfollow even friends of mine who I adore, like Bianca. Love her. I don't follow her because we do very similar work. So I have to make sure like I stay in my lane and I keep my eyes on my own paper and I bring my information through that source is giving me versus just hers. And you can even do it unintentionally. You like read someone's post and then you're inspired and you're like, all of a sudden you're talking about the same thing, but in a different way. And I just it's just, it's exhausting to me. I just would much rather like have my own, like be happy in my own little world over here and call in my people. And then she'll call in her people and we can cheer each other on from afar, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Wrapping up, um, you, I don't know if you still have this program or if you're like, you have a program called Embody, right? Or yes. It just started. Yeah. It just it's started. So okay. Yeah. So, okay. Where can we find you online? Like where do okay. you spots? <laughs> yes. So I hang out in all the places all the time. Um, everything's housed on my website, oliviaceline.com. Um, all my social medias are there. They're all Olivia Celine. Um, my podcast is there, Soul in the Raw. My freebies are there. My programs are there. My coaching is there. It's, it's all there. So, or you can just message me if you have questions and you want to know where to start. But yeah, Embody just started. I'll be running it again later this summer. Um, and it's all about the body image and the body positivity that has to happen, the body acceptance, the, the self-love, self-respect, self-pleasure, like all of these things, getting an ownership and power over our own bodies so that we can show up in sex and that we can show up in sexuality because that seems to be the missing link is these women want to be, you know, I want to reclaim my sexuality. I want to have all these amazing orgasms, but they hate themselves. That has to come first. And so there's like already breakthroughs happening. We're like three days in. It's so crazy. My heart is like elated. It's been the most successful effortless launch I've ever done. And I truly believe it's because I kept my eyes on my own paper and I brought through what I was meant to bring through and it's been so much fun. So definitely highly recommend that everyone listen to your soul. Trust yourself. Mm, amazing. Okay. One rapid fire question. Okay. <laughs> You're so good at this. I feel like we could talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, okay. Well, I won't go there because then I'll just go on a tangent. But okay. okay, what is the one thing you would tell your younger self? Like your 20-year-old self? My 20-year-old self. Or maybe like I would 15-year-old self. So I, I said this once on social media and like to my younger self, younger, younger self, I'd be like, you're not fat. Like stop stressing so much about your body. Just fucking embrace it. Because even at like a hundred pounds skin and bone, I still hated myself. And I look back and I'm like, damn, like what the hell? And you know, and it was a whole mind fuck of a process over the last, you know, 10 years, 20 years. I don't even know. Um, like I've been dieting since I was like, I don't know, 13, 12. It's been crazy. Um, but so that would be one piece. But then the other piece is trust the process. Like I was such a control freak. Trust the process. Like you're being divinely guided. You have nothing to fear. Stop stressing so much. Like just enjoy and, and live your life. Be happy first and foremost, above all else, like everything else will fall into place, but you have to be happy, like true joy. Um, and you deserve it. That's a beautiful reminder, especially for the listeners. Sometimes we just need to like, mm -hmm. I think that's why it's so powerful to have this like friends and sisterhood and mentors to just like help remind you of these truths that like we do know, but we, we forget or we yeah. tell ourselves lies. So Olivia, yeah. oh my gosh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be here. Thank and you. 
Thanks for having me. This was this is one of my favorite interviews. You talk, you brought me to places I haven't talked about on any podcast interview. So this was fun. Oh my God. Same. Well, I like, I've always, when I was on soul in the raw last, I think it was last May. Yeah. Or was it March? I don't know. It was like a year ago. A long time ago. Yeah. I just like, I always admired the way that you interviewed people because I thought you were so good at it. Like you just know how to ask the right questions and like tap into the story. So I just like, I'm honored that you wanted to be on my podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course, this was amazing. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. This I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a part two. Like, I feel like there's so many more places we could go for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. I so appreciate you and your time. And to show that appreciation, I wanna give you a free gift. Head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.